get paid for doing this. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Tonight's gonna be a great. Kaden's waving to the microphone. <laughs> um, listen, we got some crazy guests tonight, people. Hope you are excited for this one. Please stick around. Thank you for joining us for Sundays at seven. Kaitan, what's tonight? Boys night! Here we go. So, um, I know that you all thought that we were going to have Steve and Shanda on again, which we almost did because, come on, the end times is such a good discussion and it has a lot of layers that you can peel back and there's a lot of different podcasts that we could do with it. So, maybe coming in 2021, we might do some little end times podcasts. Who knows? Stay tuned. Yeah. But tonight, everyone, boom, boom, boom. We got all the boys in the house. Everyone, let's introduce Zach Cowan, Brooks Harrison, and Tommy Bradley. Woo! What's up, boys? Hola. What's going on? Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's a little nervous. <laughs> it's okay, though. Um, anyway, so this is a... Well, I'm just going to be 100% honest with you right now. This is last minute. Okay, people? This is, we're going to see what the Spirit of the Lord does in this podcast because literally we just sat around this microphone and said, hey, let's talk about truth tonight, which is our topic this week. What is truth? Mm -hmm. I think it's really important that, you know, we, we live in a culture right now that we're being thrown so many opinions from so many different directions. And I mean, in, in all stages of life, I feel like people are trying to seek, you know, like, what is true? What is actually true? I think that the first thing that we kind of just wanted to go around and just define, you know, what is truth? So, who wants to start? Well, uh, so, all the five minutes of prep that we made uh, going into this, we kept on making a joke that truth was a person, and um, then we decided that we might just, like, end the podcast there with, like, okay, hey, yeah, have a great night. That's uh, the end of it. Uh, but the... The more I think about the answer to this question, the more that just like sounds like the thing that I want to say about it is that you know it, it has a lot more to do with um, discovering what your reality is and understanding what the actual reality is in life. Um, there's a uh, there's a worship leader that I really like um, who wasn't really about truth, but he was talking to uh, a friend of, about why he believed in God or, or why he believed that God was like true and real. And it had less to do with like trying to prove his existence and more about how everything in life made less sense without him. And uh, I, I think in my own life, uh, things are less true, things are less real, things make less sense uh, without, I think, the truth of Jesus than without him. And that's kind of how I've been thinking about truth in the last little bit. And, and so my entire world kind of revolves around that idea that, you know, there's a lot of things that don't make sense. A lot of things that seem too, like, good to be true. Uh, but they're even, it's even more crazy. It's even more nonsensical. Life seems a little more, like, less real if I try to take God out of the equation, if I try to take real truth out of the equation. Well, uh, Zach... Brought up a really good point, and that's kind of been uh, big in my life. I've slowly got away from social media, deleted Twitter, 
uh, delete my Snapchat, working on deleting Instagram, and I probably have to keep Facebook so my grandmas don't uh, disown me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, in my five minutes that I got to prepare, um, kind of did some Googling because I couldn't read the whole Bible before the podcast. But um, I caught something caught my eye of it said, you know, if you replace truth in the Bible, which Truth, the word truth or something similar in translation comes up 224 times within the Bible. Uh, and if you replace it with Jesus, um, with a little different, you know, change the grammar up a little bit, then it almost sounds correct. So John 8.32, it says, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Hmm. Um, you kind of mix that up and put, uh, then you will know Jesus and Jesus will set you free. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of hits deep. Um Definitely growing up around a pastor and a coach as a grandfather, he always kind of said, you know, I don't lead people to the Bible. I don't lead people to church. You know, I lead them to the truth. And I never really understood what that meant. But, you know, kind of exact said again, he meant the truth is Jesus. And if you replace even his saying, you know, he led people to the truth. He led people to Jesus. I think that's just kind of what it means to me. That's good. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking, like, how to think about it in kind of a different way, and I just had this thought that the truth isn't, like, malleable, like, you can't, like, the truth is solid and it's concrete, you can't just change it depending upon your feeling or how the world, like, I feel like we live in a world which we said a hundred million times, but this is so, um, perfect for what we're dealing with right now but it's your truth your truth your truth and mm-hmm. we get confused on what the truth actually is because everything is defined as the truth because you can create your own truth and there's no the truth and that's the problem and I just I was thinking like truth is something that you have to trust and right now we can't trust the truth in quotation marks because it constantly changes depending on what's popular or what's praised by celebrities or everyone can pick their own truth and there's not an ultimate truth and I feel like we were created to be filled with an ultimate truth. And it's really hard to find that in this culture. And trust, I feel like truth and trust obviously go together. And I was just thinking, like, um, you don't really know what, tr- like, trust is until it's a risk. And mm-hmm. so, like, if you're hanging on a rope, you're not going to trust the rope unless you're hanging on a rope. And then you trust the rope. You're like, oh, yeah, I trust that rope until you're hanging on it. And then you're like, oh, wait, do I really trust that rope? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the that's the quest for truth. Like, we don't trust the truth because it's just been changed and formed and manufactured mm-hmm. into what we want it to be, to fit our own narrative. And so um, finding an absolute, total truth as Christians is so important instead of it being my truth and your truth, but the truth. And that's only found in one place or one person. And that's what I feel. So. Mm-hmm. Tommy B. Um... I remember probably a few years ago, I was reading a book called uh, "Gods at War" by Kyle Oddman. It's a pretty solid book. Uh, but I was reading it with a group of my friends, and basically the whole book is about how God has created us with this desire for worship, and it's basically he talks about different things that in the world that try to steal that from God. 
whether it's good things or bad things, whether it's job, money, uh, pleasure, drugs, um, anything like that. It basically kind of like went through the whole book and the devil can put a, I guess, a delusion on what truth can be mm. and what we tend to worship. And I think for me, I guess having that rock solid truth to fall back on. And I remember talking to my small group a few years ago too about um, truth kind of depends on where you grew up too and how you grow up. And I asked them like, they're like, oh, well, it's basically moral truth and all this kind of thing. And well, morals kind of depend on where you're from too because different people from different backgrounds have different morals. So like what Caitlin was talking about earlier is the truth needs to be concrete and there needs to be this one absolute everyone can kind of judge and go back to that. Um, so I think for me, my truth is God and Jesus. And I think that's obviously the best one. But like Hayden said, it depends on what you're listening to, what social media, what the cool thing is to do lately. And basically, you have to choose what you're going to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad has really challenged me this year, like on this topic, because like I mentioned in the beginning, we are all kind of like thrown into this situation and we're like, I feel like we're like kind of in a fishbowl a little bit. We're like listening to like all of these different like people yelling at us, like what's true, what's not true, you know? Social media is like a huge influence, TV, the news, all huge influences and, you know, people are fact checking things and stuff on Facebook is being taken down and put up and, you know, whatever. And we're all kind of like, or a lot of us are kind of seeking like, well, you know, what is actually true. But going back to what I was saying, my dad has actually really challenged me. And if we were to bring up a subject or something, he'll ask the question, okay, well, you know, what does the Bible say about that? Like, what does God's word actually say? And I feel like, you know, you all have done, like, obviously really awesome jobs defining what the truth is. I feel like there's really nothing else to say other than, like, the truth for me is what the Bible says. And what God's Word is calling me to do, that's the truth. And in Romans 3, Romans 3 verse 4, it says, Even if everyone else is a liar, God is true. And I think that's such a simple verse that kind of just, you know, encompasses all of that. Even when everything else is a liar, God is true. Um, I do have a question though for you all. I've been reading Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis and in the beginning he talks about how there's like this innate like good and evil in all of us. Like innate true basically. Like um, no matter where you come from, no matter your background, no matter what, like we kind of all have this like okay well you know this is right and this is wrong. Like do you all like what do you all think about that? Like even if like our even if like definite like kind of you mentioned Caitlin earlier like our definitions of truth are changing like even then, like, we still kind of have this, like, what does he call it? You've read it before, Kate. It's like the law of human nature or something, maybe? I don't know. Anyways. I remember I remember reading that part. Um, it's been ages since I've read that book. But I, I specifically, I feel like I remember, like, him talking about how there's, like, this, uh, like, a, a base sense mm-hmm. of morality that yes. all of us have um, that kind of tells us things that are right and wrong, what's true, what's not true. And... Um, with without this like 
foundation of knowing who the truth is and what the truth is, people are uh, at risk of just kind of creating it up all on their own uh, on what, what is good, what's bad, what's wrong, what's right. And, and so, you know, without that foundation, you know, people could say, Oh, well, I think killing people is, is bad. I think that's wrong. Uh, but then another person would be like, well, I'm kind of forming my own morality here. I'm forming my own like idea of what's true. And I, I think that's actually probably okay. But without that basis, people can mm-hmm. kind of just make it up all on their own. Uh, after hearing everyone talk about like what their, like what their idea of what truth is to them, like there's like a, an overlapping like language that we've been using. That's like it's concrete, it's foundational, it's it's rock solid. You know things that we describe God as like a, a rock or a foundation or, or something that's unmoving. It's it's invaluable, right? Am I saying that word right? I said that word right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It sounds good. Here's an argument. Can't can't be shaped by us. It's formed by someone else. And, uh, you know, if we're talking about what truth is, like, it it has to be those things. It has to be that concrete thing. And it has to be something that's, like, illuminating, right? That that disbands all the things that aren't true. I think what we have inside of us is, like, this innate desire and, like, uh, need to, to find what that is. Mm-hmm. Which is why I think we seek after things that we think are true, and so like maybe we get like a glimpse of it, and and like we just aim for that one thing, but maybe that's not all of it, and so we we fall into like traps, and we fall into like uh, something that's more like sand rather than rock, and so mm-hmm. we like sink because we, we we've only gone after something that looks like it, but it's an imitation. Um, I lo- I love that. I think that like alludes to that verse in Ecclesiastes which he has set eternity in our hearts Mm. and I think that can also mean the truth Mm -hmm. and like you were saying um which it's been like a year since I read that book and it's so dense that I feel like I need to go back and read it constantly but if there's no absolute truth then everything is meaningless because then Mm -hmm. you can just form your own morality and you can form your own truth Mm -hmm. and so then everything is is meaningless and so he just keep re- keeps reiterating that point in that book. If there is no absolute overarching truth, then you can make it up, and then everything's meaningless. Like nothing, yeah. like your your version of love is not my version of love, or your version of evil is not my version of evil. So how could we ever how could we ever agree on anything if we could just right? There's no um, nothing makes sense without it. There's no like uh, what's that called bullseye? If we're mm-hmm. just like throwing our darts at nothing and there's no yeah. bullseye to throw them at. Like there there is that what's that thing called? Target. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have a target and that target is truth, you know. Yeah. And I think too, like that's like one of the ways that Satan can Satan plays off of truths. And so like I feel like a lot of times he's tempting us in areas that are true, but he's like twisting it to like make it, you know, you know, his little way. Anyways. Mm-hmm. But I feel like um Satan will take those parts of us because God can work through and spread the gospel through us unifying with one another. And so he'll take that like, oh, well, you know, your form of love is not my form of love. Your form of sin is not my form. Like I have a different truth on that and so do you. So we're just going to agree to disagree and we're going to polarize. And that's not what God wants. God calls us to unify with one another and that's why he sets this basis line of like truth. 
mm-hmm. but Satan keeps twisting it and it's like confusing and kind of like going back to what Tommy says, like causing this delusion almost that, you know, we can just create our own truths and that's not God's desire and, and God's design. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, like how do we continue to, how do we seek the truth when people are, you know, seeking all of these things? Like, what is a piece of advice to, like, seek the truth? What would we tell them to do? What do you think, Brooks? Uh, well, <laughs> that's a good question. Definitely a tough question. I think, I can't speak for everybody else. I feel like, you know, everybody worships different, and everybody um, kind of gets their own escape in a different way. But I think my biggest thing is just being humble and actually staying in the gospel rather than... Um, like, you know, if you don't read something for a long time, you're not going to remember every little part of it. And like you said, the devil can take something and twist it just enough to get you thinking, like, oh, this is right. Uh, whether that be, like, lust or whether that be, you know, an addiction of some other sort, like drug. Um, it could be anything. It could be even love. He can make you feel like you're having love, um, but just twist it and make it not what the Lord wants. And they can always turn into a nasty, nasty thing. But... Um, I think really just being humble and staying in the gospel and surround yourself with the right people. I've done better at that for sure. And uh, being around like-minded people is definitely a way Mm -hmm. to stay focused on the right target. uh, But yeah, that's my thought on that. Tommy, you got anything? Um, I think truth, a lot of times people, what they do is they justify what they want. Yeah. And they del- they deceive themselves, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the biggest cause. Like, if you want something, you basically tell yourself the lie so much that you believe it's truth. You just kind of repetitively tell yourself, like, oh, it's not that bad, or this isn't, you know, that big a deal, or this person does this, it's way worse, or however you do it. Like, I think we're all guilty of doing it to some degree, but and I think you do that so long that left unchecked, then you truly do believe that that is actual truth. Um, And I think, too, like, for whatever reason, the moment you stop seeking, I think, God, um, and you just do whatever you want, you automatically just basically run away from God whether you intend to or not. And... I think the truth, and especially the Word, being in it and knowing it, and like Brooke said, being around like-minded people to bring you back and have you accountable, because that's literally the devil's biggest trick, is to deceive you into thinking that you're doing right or good, or I'm a good person, and it's basically all just a lie. I feel like if you are listening to this, first of all, and you would like to learn more about who truth is or what truth is, um, I would love to recommend that uh, one, reading the Bible, uh, specifically uh, start in John. Um, There's a lovely uh, verse in chapter 14 where Jesus refers to himself as the truth, Mm -hmm. but then follows that up with, um, no one comes to the Father except through me. So uh, I uh, think why I say John uh, is, because um, Jesus is referred to as a lot of really cool things in, in that book that come to my mind, both in that verse, but also at the very front end 
of that book when it says the Word became flesh. And so we're talking about uh, Jesus in, in that scripture. We're talking about how he, like, the Word of God became a human, and this human also has referred to himself as the truth. And, and so in our life, what we have is a very tangible uh, thing to hold on to and see and, and learn as the truth, which is scripture. And so I think um, for anybody, if, if we're wanting to dive more into um, the truth, if we're wanting to create uh, ourselves uh, something more concrete in our lives, something that's very foundational, then I think that would begin with reading scripture, but not just reading it, but more like internalizing it, right? So like having it soak up in your bones and so that it's like you can't like get rid of it. It's just like a part of you to where, you know, you, you can't have someone mislead you or deceive you because you have truth living inside of you. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So I, I, you know, would always recommend that you, you start with scripture, much like I believe Caitlin's dad what has been challenged me to do this year by going into the word, the very tangible uh, truth that we have in our life and, and seeking after what's real and what makes sense and what um, uh, points us in the direction into the direction of our source of life, which is the Bible. Amen. That's good. I always want to seek truth so, like, I want to get as close to Jesus as I possibly can so that the moment he, like, we just, Kate and I just had small group tonight and we were reading about the um, the invalid, or the, she calls it the invalid, which mm -hmm. I think is funny, um, at the pool of Bethesda, and Jesus approaches him and says, do you want to get well? And um, Jesus says, pick up your mat and walk, and someone said, like, what, like, he's, someone mentioned, like, who healed you, and Jesus, like, went into the crowd, and he was like, I don't know who the man was. And I'm like, that was Jesus Christ? Like, how do you not know who Jesus Christ is, you know? But maybe he just didn't, I'm not really sure how to answer that question. But I want to know, or like even in the garden, like when he was risen from the dead, Mary Magdalene didn't know who he was. He had to say Mary in order for her to try and be like, oh my gosh, like, it's you, Jesus, you know? And like, I'm always like worried that that moment, like Jesus is going to be standing right in front of me, and I'm not going to know who he is. And I think in order to like reach the point where you're like, okay, I know that this is Jesus, you have to seek the truth and you have to read the word and just, you know, get as close to Jesus as you possibly can. So. Yeah. I have two things to say. Okay. Um, I've just been really challenged lately about do I believe what's in this thing, this book? I have a Bible in front of me. Um, and so I was at this church. A pink Bible. Yeah, it's pink. Uh, I was at this church and. Um, I was just really challenged by the way everybody there like uh, brought a Bible, like a physical Bible, mm -hmm. and the whole time they were flipping through it, and like they would say something from the Old Testament and then flip and say something from the New Testament, and it was like they were so, like this, you could just tell that this was their like lifeline, and this is their mm -hmm. truth, and this is where they, this is their rope that they knew would hold them when they were hanging over a chasm, like they, they trusted it, they knew it was true, you know, like I was trying to say earlier, but I don't really think I explained it very well, but, no, it's good. but there's this guy there, and he was like, I want to be healed from this sickness, um, and I got, he never named the sickness, but then he eventually said that he had uh, diabetes, and he was just like praying that the Lord would heal him from his diabetes, and I was like, wow, that's, that's a very intense statement, but he was like, I know that the truth in there says, you know, in the Bible, God heals people. 
And he says that he will. Like he says, there's numerous stories, there's numerous times in the Bible when he physically heals people, no matter what the sickness is. And that's what he says he does, and that's what he did, and that's in the Bible, and I know it's true. And so I know that he's going to heal me because that's it's truth. And I don't know if that healing means that he's going to get rid of this diabetes. I don't know what that means, but he's going to heal me in some way. Mm-hmm. And because the Bible is true and because I believe what's in it because it's the truth, like I know he's going to do that. And I just remember being like, I remember as in this was like a couple of days ago. <laughs> I just remember thinking like, do I believe what's in this book because it's true? And if I believe that what what's in here is true, if I walk in truth, I think I'll walk a lot different. Mm-hmm. And so just walking in truth, I think is so important. And I went to this other thing um, where we were talking about truth. This is such a um, relevant topic for me, I guess, but um, we were talking about the truth and how it gets so mixed up in our culture and um, the guy who was speaking was talking about how, like, when something is told to you, you need to ask two questions. Um, who told you that? And why should I believe them? And I feel like um, just that's that challenged me. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, a lot of times I just take something someone tells me and I believe it just because they told me that. And I need to challenge. A lot of times we're thinking things and we're thinking two opposite things and we don't even even realize it. Um, and the devil infiltrates our brain and our thoughts so quickly, and I think that's where he gets us first and foremost. So we constantly have to be challenging the way that we think. But um, in order to get to the truth, we have to challenge who's telling us truth in quotation marks. Mm-hmm. And those two questions were so important for me, and it's it's I think they'll really help me along the road as I grow deeper. But So if someone's telling you something, you need to say, who told you that, mm-hmm. and why should I believe them? And that's something that I feel like is going I haven't practiced that yet, but I feel like it will help me going forward. Um, just in this world where we're constantly being told the stuff, we're listening to these pastors on YouTube, and we're, you know, we're going to these conferences, and we're doing all these things, and it's good stuff, but we always constantly have to be checking if what's being told to us is the truth coming from the book. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, guys. Anyone have any other things to add? <laughs> I love how beautifully practical that was. Mm-hmm. Like the who... Who told you that? Who told you? Why should I believe him? Why should I believe him? So if someone tells you something, I say, who told you that? Mm -hmm. I love that. Why should I believe them? I love that specifically because I envision a scenario where Kaitlyn is like staring face to face with someone going, why should I believe you? (laughs) (laughs) Why should I believe you? All right, guys. Well, thank you for this this last minute podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you're welcome, Brooks. Maybe we should do this every week. Yeah, just last minute. Like, hey, what are we going to talk about tonight? (laughs) So we're going to talk about in five seconds. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, hopefully this little, uh, this is a shorter podcast, but hopefully um, there was profound truth spoken and it has um, got your wheels spinning. And It's a perfect amount of time for your commute. Yes, to work mm-hmm. or wherever yes. you go. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, guys. Join us next week. We got something crazy going on next week, so... Can't wait for you to see it. <laughs> Everyone be safe. Be careful. If you have any questions, reach out to, reach out to us. And um, thank you for joining us for Sunday, Sunday at 7. 7.